welcome to the Small Business Jumpstarter Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Spray, and this is a podcast where we dig deep into small business, marketing, sales, mindset, and we even get to meet some fascinating people on the way. So let's kick it off into today's episode. Okay, guys, welcome to episode seven. I've got a special guest today. Uh, I've got Charlie Price. Now, background on Charlie, um, I met him uh, through a couple of different groups, and the reason I met him was he kept appearing every time I was asking about certain accounting marketing questions, everyone kept tagging Charlie in there. And eventually I was like, who's this guy? Um, and it just kept happening over and over. So I was like, I've got to follow this guy here. And there never seemed to be anyone that seemed to have to figured the niche out to say. Um, and as I said, the niche was, as we said, accountants. Um, now, before you guys tune out today and go, oh, hold a sec, I'm not an accountant. I'd suggest listening to this one here because this one is um, for anyone that, that's probably in the business to business space. Maybe they're in a professional services uh, service provider. Uh, these are great tips. So if you think maybe social media doesn't work or how the heck do I make this work? This is the podcast to listen to. So what I'll do is I'll kind of, Charlie, give us a little bit of a background, like a hero story of um, your journey that, that sort of led to this point. Awesome. Well, hey, hey Mark, first of all, man, I got to say, congrats. What are we, we're on episode seven, episode eight, like congrats on getting this ball rolling and just really, really, uh, you know, excited for you, man. Thanks. Awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. I uh, want to make sure I, I get that in, but uh, okay. So about me, um, I uh, was in the accounting field for about 15 years, uh, licensed CPA here in US. I am currently in San Diego <laughs> and um, yeah, so worked in public for about 10 years, uh, did some marketing when I was actually in the industry and um, saw that there was a lot of opportunity out there to help accountants with marketing. I started to do a little bit in the firm, but um, got brave, made the decision and went out on my own, uh, started at zero. And over the last two years, it's been an incredible journey, uh, personal development journey for me, uh, for the clients that I've worked with. And I've really helped over 100 plus accountants at this point as clients to um, uh, improve their offers, improve how they talk about what they do, show the value they provide, as well as how to, um, you know, as well as how to communicate what they do on social media and, and leverage that. So it's been it's been incredible. Yeah. And let's, let's dive into this a little bit because a lot of, a lot of guys that I speak to, they'll, they'll sort of say, maybe it doesn't work for them. Um, how do you find like standing out, I guess, on, on social media as an example? Cause I think that's what you sort of base, you leverage social media pretty much to attract more work for the client accountants, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, really thinking about what I want to say, what I want to start with here, but when I think of marketing, there's really there's really three pieces of the marketing puzzle, right? That I think about, and that the first piece that we have to have is is awareness. So that's that's how many people in your target market know who you are and know what you do. So we can put out the best content, the best stuff in the world, have the best website, but if nobody's seeing it, it it doesn't really matter, right? So um, so it all starts with with having those those um, connections. Um, so once, so I, I guess I want to preface preface your question with we have to make sure that we're in front of people, right? Yep. Um, so the next piece is going to be putting out um, content and trainings, which is building that authority. And I think the biggest thing here, and it's it's tough for a lot of accountants. I'm sure it's, it could be tough for a lot of service providers. Um, I recommend niching. I recommend getting more niched and getting more targeted. Uh, with who you're talking to, because, um, you know, every, every niche has a different problem, has a different pain, you know, have different pain points. And, 
if you can niche down, you could really communicate those problems so well about what those, what that industry specific pain points are. And I, I always tell my clients, give my clients the example of you guys wouldn't be working with me if I was a business coach, but you guys talk to me because I, I work with accountants. And then that, then that kind of starts to spin the wheels a little bit. Okay. Yep. So that's fascinating. You sort of talk about the niche. So as an accountant, because a lot of people would see accountant as an accountant, what's the sort of niche that some people would take like um, just an example? Um, I mean, I, I like to look at it by industry, really. And, and that's, that's, a, that's a really good point that you brought up, Mark, that like, uh, you know, you look at accounting as accounting, right? Like as a service. And that's why in actually in the accounting industry right now, it's becoming more and more commoditized, but there's a lot more price pressure. There's more accountants coming into the market. Um, so it's driving pricing down and accountants are having a really hard time getting the prices that they, you know, offering their services at, at the prices that they want. So what I've been, you know, working with my clients on, working with uh, people that follow me on is uh, focusing more on what the specific pain points are of your of your niche and convey and communicating how your service or services uh, can help solve that. So let me, I guess I'll give a quick example. Like, let's say that you're a construction owner or you're, you're focusing on construction. Um, if you go to the construction owner and say, hey, I'm a bookkeeper and I'll do your books, right? The, the construction owner is not going to have a high perceived value of that service, you know, because he's just thinking, okay, it's just bookkeeping. Where can I get that the cheapest, essentially? But if we have a conversation around how can we maximize the profitability of your jobs and the profitability of of um, the business in general, how can we reduce expenses? How can we increase your your um, profits in projects? Then your service becomes a lot more valuable because you're focusing on those, those pain points and those problems. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, that's a, that's a really, really good example. Um, yeah, it's a sort of, I, li- I like that example. That's a, that's a really good one. As I said, yeah, it doesn't sound exciting when you come say, I, I want to do your books. <laughs> 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 but that's that's what goes on. That, that's what goes on in the industry, though. You know, it's like I'm a CPA. I'm, I do, you know, I do taxes, or you know, I'm a bookkeeper. Call me for your books. But what we need as an industry need to pivot and start communicating more focused on what the what the clients care about. Yeah, and if we sort of go back to that, how how do people do that? Do they just look through the, the common theme of what the, what work they're doing at the moment? Like, do that is that how they tap into it to find their sort of niche? That's, okay, so that would be a good starting point. Is look looking at the clients that you have currently. Where have you where have you um, gotten the biggest client success from? Working together with them, produce the best results. Um, that's great. What also a big one is like who do you enjoy working with? Like what type of people? You know what industries do you enjoy the the people that you're working with too? And we'll probably talk a little more about this. But on the marketing side of things, once we've determined the niche, we want to think about where is <laughs> where is where do they spend the most time? Like where can we, where where's this the place? What's the platform or the 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 in person venue that we can get in front of the most as as many of those people as possible? So that might affect how you or, you know which niche you decide on as well. Okay, yep. So you sort of touched on it just vaguely just there. I sort of heard it. I was like, so you sort of mix it in. So they may they may live probably possibly maybe on LinkedIn, Facebook, they may actually live in networking events like real person. Right. Um, right. So that's, that's sort of where you're suggesting, like look at the bigger picture. Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also it's not just where they have accounts on social, but where they act, where they actually spend time, you know, cause 
I think, um, you know, doctors and dentists, they probably have LinkedIn accounts, but I just, I don't believe that they spend a lot of time jumping on LinkedIn when they're spending all day with their patients. Uh, but they may be easier to get at a conference or they may be easier to get in front of at, uh, on Facebook or something. So. Yeah. And once you sort of found that audience, the next sort of steps to sort of move them along, um, what do you sort of do after that? Is it just adding, adding them as a friend, like connecting? Um, so that's, that's one thing you can do. Um, the, the, once we've selected a niche or selected that target market, the next step that I suggest uh, my clients to do, or, you know, just any, anyone in general that's niching down is to, is to make that list of what are their pain? What are the pain points? What is keeping those, that, those business owners up at night? Cause we're going to start thinking about what the content is. That's going to get people to stop the, stop the scroll. Right. It's not necessarily tax laws or, you know, talking about QuickBooks for accountants as much as it is talking about those problems that are keeping, that are keeping these business centers up at night. Okay. So that that's a good the point step. because I've seen some of them ones there with the tutorials and as a business owner, I've seen them and they're, they're talking about this new feature of zero, for example. And I'm just like, mm, okay, keep scrolling. Or I see that they've, there's something that's excited them and it's new, some, some new tax law and that they've plugged an article and short, shared it across. Cause for them, it's really, really fascinating. Um, but for me, I'm like, I, I, I got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's true. It's true. I mean, I, I really think that accountants, uh, I, I, you know, I talk, I've talked to thousands of accountants. I, I couldn't tell you how many times I've heard, Hey, Charlie, I suck at marketing. So there's some limiting beliefs on that. Um, marketing is just helping people and providing value to people. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, it, I, I think it's easy for you to communicate uh, to, to, to put your marketing language out there, like you're talking to yourself, but you need to be talking to your, your target market and how they, how they speak about their problems. Okay. And if you can, yeah, yeah. If you can communicate how they talk about their problems better or as, as good as they can, then they're going to stop and, and, and realize, you know, what you're talking about. Okay. Yep. So once you sort of perfected that sort of what's your next steps after that? Yep. Sure. So we so we had the list of, of uh, pain points there. Um, it's really going to vary depending on the target market, what we do next. Um, if they are on a social platform, uh, if that's the best bet for you, then I would start um, either joining those Facebook groups or joining those LinkedIn groups and uh, starting to engage with them. But, but we really want to start building up a home base, whether that's your Facebook profile. And that's, that's exactly what I do. I have a Facebook profile and I have a Facebook group for, for accountants called <clears throat> it's marketing success for accountants. Um, that I, you know, that I'm moving people to, to nurture. Um, so I would recommend something similar where you're building up that base, that platform, that audience. Um, yeah, maybe it's Instagram too. I haven't even dropped Instagram in here yet. Yeah. So, but, you, but you've found what's sort of working for you. So you, 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 you haven't like jumped. So that's why I sort of talked to a lot of people. They sort of start chasing these other shiny objects, but you, you still see a lot of potential. So you haven't mined that out yet to, to go, oh, I need to go on Instagram. I need to go to this. You've stuck to Facebook because you see enough potential when you haven't really tapped out the capacity yet that you can see. A hundred percent. I mean, Mark, like everything, everything works, but it doesn't work if you try to do a little bit of everything at once. Yeah. Like that's, that's what I that's something that I've struggled with for, for five years before I figured out to just go really all in on one. <laughs> and uh, that, that, that's, if I could, I mean, that might be the golden nugget of this, of this podcast is, you know, go with one strategy, go all in and, and maximize it. And then, you know, Hey, when you're, when you're feeling really good about that, then we can talk 
maybe delegating some of the marketing work so you can be more omnipresent on different platforms and that kind of thing. So, yeah. And one, one thing I get um, when I speak to my accounting friends is, is they're always really, really busy. <laughs> like so the first thing is like, this sounds like a lot of work, but what's your sort of experience been with it? Like how much workload does it add? So the, the first thought, the first thought that comes to mind there is, um, I think one of the biggest reasons that, that accountants are so busy, obviously we have tax season, but um, there's a big problem in going back to this offer thing where we're, when we're selling services, we're, we're selling, we're, for us to close clients, we have to sell at low prices generally because it's more commoditized. So there's not as much margin there when you do that to bring in the team that you need, the systems that you need. Um, so I guess what I'm getting at is that not having your your services structured properly and that and that on that stuff can actually cause some issues down the road with with uh, making your business scalable. So that that's a that's a big piece. So in in terms of how do we make time for it though, you have to prioritize your your time as a CEO first. And I definitely I definitely consider marketing and sales as part of part of being a CEO and part of being a business owner. So I would just say you, you have to prioritize prioritize that whether that's an hour a day or two hours a day okay and that makes perfect sense i think you've touched on that thing about going where the money is and and culling some of them services which are just chewing up time and not profitable um i think a lot of people struggle with that um now one question i do get asked is obviously a lot of accounts they sit behind a brand now does it require them personally to be that brand that brand authority or can they still hide behind the brand what's your experience been I, I, I mean, I think it's possible to hide behind a company brand and, and to be branded as a company. Um, but I think we, it, it's easier for you. You're going to have more results and it's going to be more effective if you're putting yourself out there um, for, for a couple of reasons. I mean, people want to work with people. Number one, you know, we want to I, I think nowadays more than ever, people want to know what you know what you're doing. I put pictures on Facebook all the time of me at the gym, cooking at the pool, like I think you'd be, you know, maybe surprising to some of the audience, but I actually think that that I get messages a lot like, oh, that's awesome. Right. And it resonates with my prospects. So I definitely I definitely recommend um, putting yourself out there. And that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean it needs to be you have to put your family out there and like get into all that. The nooks, you know, everything. But I think I think it's definitely helpful. Yeah. And what, what have you found that the common theme is for people that are sort of like, oh, I don't know about personally put myself out there. What have you found has been the biggest barrier to people to, to flick that switch? Because I'm interested in your answer because I, I have this this all the time. And then when, once they get going, then they're fine with it. But yep. what do you find with the accountants that their biggest thing is about not getting themselves personally on a camera or taking a photo or even going live? Uh, it's so funny that you brought that up, Mark. I did a uh, I did a content masterclass last week, and part of the the presentation was about how to get out of your comfort zone with going live and get and uh, putting yourself on camera and um, just post a lot. For a lot of accountants, it's just posting. Is is you know there's a lot of perfectionism involved and and uh, you know comparison and like is this good enough and all that. So um, and it's not it's not just accountants. It's all it's all of us. Um, for me personally, I used to get on camera and I'd sweat through my shirt going live. I mean, I was stuttering all over the place and I'm, I'm still not perfect, but I, I do it anyway. Cause it gets me out of my comfort zone. And uh, I know that I'm moving in the right direction doing it. Just like you, just like you, Mark, like you're, you're doing, you know, the same thing. So 
Yeah, you just, you just so, sort of just get better at it. <laughs> it's just like oh, it's a repetition. Uh, it's it's just like you know opening up your first uh, tax return versus opening up your thousand thousand tax return. It's what I say. So um, <laughs> the the biggest piece of advice I I can make, I mean, is 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 make the decision that I'm going to get out of the out of the comfort zone and make the decision I'm going to get out of the comfort zone and and grow. So you know, because because um, that's what being a business owner really is it's it's getting out of your comfort zone consistently and expanding as a person nice that's that's some good tips now people that are sort of switching over because i see a lot of maybe they haven't used their their facebook profile or much or they'll go well i don't mix my personal with business (laughs) like what's your sort of suggestion how you know blend that content blend that content across to to more content with a purpose that's thanks for asking that question. Because uh, what a lot of people do is they leverage their their Facebook business page and they post on their business page. Now, if you're not putting if you're not running ads through that business page, uh, and you're just posting organically or not not paying for ads, um, very very little very few people are seeing that because Facebook wants you to pay for ads when you're posting on a business page. So it, it the reach reach is incredibly low. Um, so that's not going to be the optimal method to go but it's, it's not posting on your business page. Um, I, I, the first thing I would say is look inside and see if, you know, Hey, if I'm, what are my, what, what are my fears here? What's the worst thing that could happen? Am I worried what my family's going to think? Um, cause I struggled with some of these fears too, and they weren't real after I, you know, started, after I started putting stuff out there, that would be my first, my first thought. Um, in terms of practical after that, um, you could start a Facebook group would be, would be a good one. And then, um, you know, technically, uh, it's against Facebook rules, but you could have some people I know do create a second business profile. Um, but it is technically against the rules. So. Yeah. And then I found when they have created that second profile, the the interesting thing is when I've I've had a couple of friends do it, um, and then they've, they've wanted that profile. They just want to be on that second profile because it's more fun. They're seeing the interaction. (laughs) The one, you know, their personal profile is not getting as much oh, really? love. Yeah, because they get the <laughs> comments and they're getting the shares and they're getting motivated by it. And it's just like, so the, the big takeaway from these guys, if you do the second profile, what I have seen is literally people get addicted to the second profile and then leave the real profile behind because it's not as much fun. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, a bit of a just, weird one. Just, just, just start with the first profile and just start putting business in there. I mean, people, people want to see your, your um, people want to see what you're up to too. So you can definitely mix in um mixed in personal stuff. So, yeah. And, and guys, the way we're sort of talking about this, and I think Charlie's leveraging this, we're talking an organic method. Um, so what would you describe the organic method is obviously there's, there's paid ads. So we're not talking paid ads. Your, your strategy is not paid ads at all. Is it? No, no, no. Uh, unless, unless you are, my thought is until you're generating um, until you're getting good at communicating your messaging and, and your service of what you do. Um, my, my thoughts are practice first on, with organic, with free methods and, and posting for free and building up that audience a bit. And then once you've made a couple of sales or you made a few sales, then go ahead and, you know, leverage that for your ads. Yeah, sounds so. great. And what's your, what's your experience? Because obviously you've got a lot of accountants and, and so this applies to service-based. Like, is there a long like nurture time like that you've seen like the guys turning into to clients? Obviously, with the accounting, like if you're very niche, it's a very it can be very profitable. Some of these ones you pick up, um, but what's what's what have you found like nurture time on these? Yeah, I mean, I, there's a there's a marketing rule that I've heard of of like of you know somebody has to need seven touch points or or a certain number of time of of um, of 
video time or training time before they are going to buy. I don't know if I necessarily believe that, but it is, it is important to nurture. And that's, that's why we leverage things like, um, like the Facebook group, or I'll have little mini live events or something like I'll do a little, I did a mastermind event last quarter that was like a one day workshop, or I did a content masterclass the week before. Now I did a, I did a, like, it doesn't, it's not so much how much nurturing you need to do. It's the impact that one nurture event can do. So I did a, I did a content masterclass last week, had about 25 people come, 20 to 25 people come and ended up getting seven, eight, nine calls booked off of, out of, you know, 20 people. Wow. That's pretty, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Yep. And it's just, it's just, I mean, what I would say there is show up, give a lot, give a hell of a lot of value, show up and care, care and help people and then follow up after the event. Yeah. You know, follow up after the video. Yep. And that's, and real quick, Mark, that's something that I, I, I kind of missed. There's a, there's awareness, which is building your audience. That's the foundation. There's authority, which is putting that, building that no like, and trust, nurturing your audience. And then there's conversion, which is actually messaging those people or having conversations with those people that have consumed your content. And I think that sometimes can be a piece that um, maybe people can skip or miss, miss out on. Um, so, yeah. yeah. I think it's a very big one. I'm glad you sort of reminded me of that because that's the big thing. It's really great nurturing, really great putting out this content, but you need to get them, like you need to get them across the line and start moving them in the direction. And I think a lot of people, they don't understand there has to be a messaging component in there because I've started realizing that, especially dabbling LinkedIn a little bit. The LinkedIn, the message isn't what's more important. But then I've also noticed on Facebook, so the usual example is like, and a lot of people would see this example is they go, oh, messaging immediately, they see the bad side of it, which is like a friend request comes through and then the sales pitch comes directly in. It's like, hey, buy my stuff. And you're right. like, oh my God. So people get this, this thing around messaging, uh, but your method's different because obviously you're nurturing, nurturing, nurturing. And then how do you sort of, uh, what's your sort of steps with the messaging? Are you sort of outreaching at a point when you see that they're ready or do you find that they message you? Um, both, but actually that's a, actually, that's a good point. I want to touch on though. Like the fact that what, what I probably see the most of is people skip the nurture step, right? They add a connection and then they go right into buy my products. Right. And they're, they kind of skip the, um, the putting out value, getting the, like educating your client type stuff. And it doesn't need to be hard. doesn't need to be complicated. It's just, you know, talking about their pain points and communicating their pain points and showing that you can help. Um, in terms of messaging, uh, yeah, if, if you, I, I know generally I'll, I'll put out something like a client results post or a client success post where I talk about stories about clients or client, you know, successes that clients have had. And I generally give one or two messages saying, hey, let's talk. Uh, so that's, that's kind of what I see there. But most of the calls that I, that I, I book and my clients book come from, you know, comes from starting conversations through Messenger and putting the effort in there. Um, if, if I could give, I think if I could give you guys one piece of advice there, um, we're not selling the service when we're talking to somebody on messenger, we're selling the call. So I, you know, when I'm, when I'm approaching a messenger conversation, I, I get them to a point of, Hey, like to a, a point of believing to identifying a problem that they have <laughs> and then believing that I might be able to solve their problem. And I'll, I'll use what I call an if would statement to set up a call. So, Hey, if I could give you some ideas on X, Y, Z problem, uh, would you be open to talk? That uh, has made me probably multiple six figures by using that, if that, if would statement, you know, and, and book, book tons of calls. 
because you're you're showing the value of talking, right? The if if I could help with this, would you be open to talk? So that shows the value. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty good one. I like the way you said you're selling the call, you're not selling the service. I think a lot right. of people try and maybe try and close or they try and push in there the solution. Um, right. And that's just reminded me. It's just like, yeah, you, like get them off the platform. Like as soon as, and I presume that's the way you're sort of going. It's like, get them off, like into a, into a call, get them off the platform. Yeah. Out of there. Like we, we've got yeah. them to say, yes. Um, you know, I want to talk. <laughs> you know, being, let's, let's, let's date before we get married kind of thing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Fascinating. Um, I had something else I was going to just ask you then about that. I like that. That if um, would statement, that that's a great one. So when you're putting out things, obviously you're an accountant and you're like, you sort of mentioned that you're putting out results posts. The question would be like, what do they, how far do they push it? Cause obviously if they show like, well, obviously naming the client, um, you yeah, know, getting permission yeah. and stuff like that, what's your sort of boundaries around it? Cause they've got a lot of obviously, um, I guess not secrecy, yeah. but uh, privacy yeah. around it. So how, how, yeah, do, you, how yeah. do you guys handle that? Um, I mean, the, the biggest thing I can tell you, cause we're talking to a worldwide audience right now, right? International audience. Um, as a as CP, I know in America, like CPAs have different um, advertising guidelines on that end too. Um, I'm, you know, you don't, you don't need to name a client to convey that you delivered a result or yeah. even talk about an explicit necessarily like dollar amount or anything like that. But you can talk about something that you've helped in, in somebody's business. So, you, you know, I would say review your guidelines to see what you can and can't say if you're licensed and yeah, I mean, that's the biggest thing. Just like make sure that we're, you're on the up and up there, but it, it's, it's, that's a hard question with the, you know, cause everybody's from a different place here and it's in the U S it can be a state by state thing. Yeah. So it could possibly, as I said, I don't know the financial thing, but it could be leaning into like stories of the success, like painting that picture, so exactly. the client, but, but calling out possibly that, that industry. Um, and like, this is where they were. Um, and this is, this is where they got to. So it's not, this is, I'm going to guarantee you these results. Um, but it's like, here, here's my experience of what happened with one, one person. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, sometimes you've got to get your head around that a little bit more, yeah. I think. And that works a little bit better because I tell people, obviously stories, as I said, I've had a couple of um, people where they've told you a story about a certain success that they had and it sticks in your head and there's no reason because um, something, and I think it's what you touched on the pain points because Sometimes we hear that story and you hear it as you, the business owner, and you're like, man, that is my problem. I need to get out of this now. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, I think, no, yeah. yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're right. You're right. I, I appreciate you saying that about, about the stories because that is huge. You definitely want to paint them as a, a paint, paint the pictures. I like to say, so, Hey, where, where were, you know, where were they when they started? Um, where, what happened through the journey working together with you? And then where did they, you know, where are they now? And uh, what, what the ne- even what the next steps are. And I have interview. I actually have interviews like that for my clients where we- I literally paint that picture like, hey, tell us, you know, what you do. Where did you start? What was the process as we worked together? What step did we do here, 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 here? What was the um, end picture? And then um, even as a bonus, guys, I leverage those assets, those interviews as pre-sales assets. So they go into an email with every um, every call that gets booked. I have them watch a a client results interview that is similar to the situation that they're in. Um, Extremely powerful stuff. And I see that on the calls that, you know, someone resonates with this client result or that client result. So if you're not doing something similar, um, you know, check the rules of your industry, Uh, but, but it's very powerful. Awesome. So say someone's like really like 
this sounds really, really great. Um, like what would, what would be the first step? And I think you, you're probably going to jump straight into the pain points, <laughs> but like, say like someone's like, cool, I want to like start, start this journey here. What would you say that their first thing is they should probably do? Um, I'd have to, I, m- I might need to have a little more clarity on that question. Like who are we, who so, are we so talking get, about? So they get really motivated, like, man, organic works. Like I've heard Charlie is, he's cracking the, you know, he's got these figures, he's got all these accountants and they go, I want to, want to take, want to make a move on this. I want to start, take, I want to take some action after this podcast. What do you say is a simple piece of action? I guess they can, they can start working on. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I think the first thing you can do is if you, if you have identified who that, um, target market is that you want to work with. I would start joining communities, whether that's Facebook groups or LinkedIn groups or, or connecting on Instagram and just start connecting with your target market. And I would probably do some market research and just say, hey, like a, like reaching out to people and saying, hey, I'm thinking about about working with more plumbers. Like what are, what are if you, do you mind if I ask a couple of questions about some of the, um, you know, some of the things that are keeping you up at night, you know, and people are nicer than you may imagine if, if you haven't done a lot of this. So. Yeah, and that's the common thing. I, I think we yeah, are reaching out to people. You'd be surprised that Charlie's just highlighted how many people actually give you an, an honest answer. Um, you know where where they are and their, their pain points. Um, they're quite open to it, and that's what I've sort of find. A lot of us us business owners out there, we're we're so busy in the business, just like I guess accountants that have got too many services. A lot of us do exact same thing in business. We're running around and we're putting out semi fires and everything else. Um, we don't have many people to talk to, um, you know, so it's just like, you, you just feel isolated. So when someone comes to you and goes, Hey, what's your experience in the industry? Um, like I'll, I'm quite open about it. And, and I found other people are very open about it. Um, and they, they do open up a lot and, and talk about their pain points. Cause they're like, wow, someone's actually listening to me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a counseling <laughs> session. That's <laughs> true, man. That's so true. I mean, I think we're, a lot of us feel can, it can get a little feeling lonely out here, uh, as business centers. So, um, but yeah. uh, no, I'm, I'm sort of big advocate. Yep. What were you going to say? I, I was going to say, but yeah, go out, go out there and meet some friends. But um, also, really quick, um, don't just don't just jot down those problems, but look, listen to how they're talking about those problems. How do they communicate that? Listen to their like, look at their language of how they talk about their problems, because that's going to be your your content, your mark, you know, your what you're going to put out there in the future. You want to talk as your audience. Perfect. Okay. Well, I think we've uh, pretty much tapped out a lot of gold nuggets in this episode. Like I think you have to listen to this two or three times um, because there was, there was some big yeah, valley drops in here. Uh, now you mainly work with accountants. Is that correct? Your niche is accountants? Yes. I work with accountants, bookkeepers, um, tax professionals. Uh, yep. yep. That's pretty much it. So, right. so I guess from here, like the, the best thing to do as I said, well, I'll flick over to Charlie, how, how to connect to him. Um, but, I find as well, some people, uh, it said like, uh, you can go follow Charlie and everything else. Um, but Charlie also, I think has a service where he, he teaches you how to do this. Um, and so it's like, if you are like, don't, don't keep sitting on this for too long guys. We're like, oh, I think I'll get this right. Um, and another month or two months have, have gone past and you've done nothing again. Um, what I'm seeing personally is obviously the organic reach is changing rapidly. Um, and if you heard Gary V and everyone else talk about, and you've catched one of them old podcasts, um, and it's like, you can put all this stuff out there, you have massive reach. It is, it is changing. Like it is, it is decreasing year and year and year. Like it is changing guys. So don't keep leaving this stuff for too long and go, Oh, just, I'll do it next year. Like get moving on this um, because you'll be kicking yourself and go, Oh, geez, I wish I'd got onto this when it was, it still works guys. Uh, so a lot of people go, oh, I'm going to YouTube. I'm jumping over to Google. I'm going to change platforms. 
Um, it still works, guys. Like, I know it works. <laughs> Charlie's also highlighted it works. Um, but don't keep leaving this stuff too long. So over to that, how, how, if they want to know more about you or the program, whatever you do, what's the best way, Charlie? Uh, yeah, Mark, I really appreciate you having me on, man. Really do. And uh, just to, to piggyback on that, um, it's not all about like the cost of paying somebody to help you, but think about that, like we're getting at there, Mark, like the cost of inaction. How much is it costing you not having this figured out? How many leads, how many closes is that, you know, costing you? So, you, you know, you hit the, the hit the head on the nail, I think it's right. So <laughs> I always get them wrong. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, guys. And, and Hey, if you're not in accounting, if you're not a, a CPA bookkeeper, I don't care. Just from uh, me on Facebook, it's Charlie price, uh, P R I C E. Um, and you could feel free to just shoot me a message on there. I love to love to meet new people, you know, talk, talk shop or whatever. So just shoot me a message, but, uh, Facebook's the best way to get a hold of me. And, uh, the, I, if you guys are accountants or, you know, want to join my Facebook group, it's uh, marketing success for accountants and bookkeepers. Cool. Awesome. Um, thank you for your time today, Charlie. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode I hope you got some value from it. Now, don't forget, I am pretty active on Facebook. So if you go over, find the crazy guy, Mark Spray, add him as a friend, you'll see me go live every day. And it's a little bit more interactive. But if you're more a podcast person, join me again for another episode. Now, here's the cool thing, guys. If you want to feature on here and you're a small business owner, I would love to hear your success stories, bring you on, and also help jumpstart some people that may be stuck with your same problem and how you overcome it. Easy check the show notes on here, um, connect me on Facebook and send me a message. And if you're an expert, maybe you're an accountant, maybe you've got some wisdom you want to pass on, I would also love to hear from you guys. Until then, check with me on the next episode.